You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning and welcome in to the Thursday edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904. that every morning. Write the number down, lock it in for all the shows here at Tide 100.9. Twitter for our show at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. Email address for the show, Wimp and Barry at Yahoo.com. Download the Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone and you can take us with you anywhere you go. Joe, the honeydew list is building. Uh, hopefully, it gets a little. Warmer outside, but it's that time of year again. The honeydew list is growing and the projects are adding up. This time is right to build that new fence, deck, or pergola you've been waiting for. There's no better product to build than with pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. Yellowwood offers protection from rot, fungal decay, and termite attack, so you know your project will last for years to come. Head on down to your local dealer. Go to yellowwood.com to find that dealer. And if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. Just uh, win and advance. Uh, Dad, that's what Alabama did last night. It wasn't a pretty game. I'd uh, give Mississippi State some credit with their game plan, how they came in. And uh, I think the crowd helped get Alabama over the hump. And I think Maybe having a guard like Quinterly to come in, they needed some scoring a little bit there. Quinterly maybe helped them a little bit. It's your thoughts on what you saw last night. Well, Quinterly was really good late in the game. I thought he really played well, made some shots, got the ball to the open people. Uh, the game, for whatever reason, Sears wasn't ready to play, and neither was Charles. He took Sears out and uh, got, on it, got on to him, which is good coaching, and put him back in. Sears played better, played hard in the last 10 minutes of the game, but for some reason he wasn't ready or whatever. And Charles, I, 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 I thought about this once I was playing. I thought he, just, he didn't get up and down the floor well. I looked at his stats, didn't have much stats. So Alabama won it on the free throw line, 19 for 22. Mississippi State was 8 for 12. They just can't make any – they didn't get many free throws, but they can't make them when they do get them. They have a hard time. They uh, they came in and battled Alabama, but, of course, they're, they're not as good. Alabama goes on to play Oklahoma. Um, Florida, Florida game. Florida shot like 25% of something from the three and won by 21. Wasn't he game two against South Carolina? Tennessee, not used to talking about that, 70 to 41. Uh, Auburn, I, I mentioned yesterday, I don't know if he caught it or not, because most of you don't, uh, that uh, Texas Tech, uh, uh, the Texas A&M was better than I had thought. I thought they had played really well against Kentucky, and they came in with a good game plan. But uh, he did a good job with them. They won seventy nine sixty three. The kid, the kid from um, uh, Tyrese uh, uh, Radford, had thirty. Uh, they couldn't defend him. This this Auburn team it was always hard to beat at <coughs> Auburn, but they're certainly not the Auburn team of the past. Uh, you know they'll give Alabama a good a good game and they go down there, but uh, they're not. And they and they could. Be, you know, whatever, but they're just not what they what they should be. So, uh, what they might be. Um, 
Auburn opens up without with West Virginia. I think I'll take West Virginia rather than Auburn in that game. Um, so anyway, Alabama plays Oklahoma. Then I think they have Vanderbilt and LSU after that, and that's, that'll be should be okay there. And they're they're going to go through this thing probably eighteen and zero or seventeen and one, which is uh, a good record. They they uh, they put the records up. Uh, Last night on the screen, and not Alabama didn't, but the people that uh, uh, people that did the things they failed to mention our team, which was you know, very, very, very good. But anyway, that's all I got. All right, yeah. So the standings right now: Alabama eight and zero, Tennessee is in second at seven and one, uh, Texas A&M at six and one, uh, Auburn falls to six and two. That those home losses uh, do hurt you. Uh, Kentucky's quietly. I think they were one and three at one point. They're five and three. Florida five and three. Um, so if you look at it, the NCAA obviously locks Alabama, Tennessee, probably number one seeds there. Uh, I think Auburn will get in. Kentucky will get in. I think uh, that Texas A&M is currently playing their way in, but I don't see anybody else even having. I didn't think. I don't think Arkansas gets in personally. I don't think their schedules. I just don't think they will. They're currently fourteen and six and three and five in the they league. They may get in for some cause of Arkansas, but you know they just can't beat him. They, they, you know, they beat they beat the people. We got we got the bottom of the league. To be quite honest with you, and from the mid down is real bad. Um, but from that that mid up is better. But from the mid down, it, it struggled. It. Barry, if uh, you had gotten a check and um, you were overpaid, or not overpaid, but you got a million dollars more than you thought you were getting. Would you have noticed that? A million dollars? Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess that happened in Baton Rouge. Yeah, Brian Kelly got a million dollars overpaid. He, I guess he was overpaid a million dollars because I, you know, I guess he didn't. I don't know. Now, if you send a check to the bank, you know, and don't ever see the check personally, to, you know. Well, he he ain't getting a check. They're direct well, deposit. Well, but he sent this to the deposit in the bank. Uh, you know, he he had a great year, but maybe he he got a million dollars more than he was supposed to get. I figured you. I know I would see it if I got a million dollars more. Well, I get at it. He has some LLC account, I believe, Joe's. I think part of it was going there, part of it was going somewhere else, yeah. But he, or he was saying, man, they're just, they don't. Joe, do you think he said the, <clears throat> the tax laws are pretty good over here in uh, Louisiana? They don't take nothing out. Because, yeah, he and his wife are looking looking at each other like, oh, we did good moving out of South Bend. Yeah, tax. They talk, yeah, they talk about what happened and all. I'll tell you what happened on the deal was the wife said, you know, we've been at Notre Dame long enough, they ain't going to pay you. And they're standing, they're standing still with facilities, and the, the athletic director satisfied with what he's doing, what's going on, and we're going to get this offer. We, honey, we're going to we're going south. Exactly what I, I know. From, somebody told me that's exactly what happened. So, you know, he they, they got a pile of money. So, um, yeah. So you got we got to give that million back. You do? Yeah, you got to give it back. Well, just keep it. And well, they're going to take it out of his check next. next yeah, they're going to take it out of his check for the next year. Get their million back. Okay. You don't think well, they should take the million back? You sure? Huh? Mm-hmm. Joe, they he's acting like they shouldn't take the million back. They should take the million. Let's pull out your check. 
You, yeah, basically, it's pro-ready. He don't get paid for, for a couple months now. Or they're just going to pull X number of dollars out of his check for the next year. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just... Yeah. He's going to get paid. He's just not going to get paid what he was. Just He just got an advance already. Do you do you look at him, Dad, and like, if you're LSU and say, can I really, can we trust you? Can we trust you? Yeah, I think so. I, I don't I don't I don't call him laid back, but he 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 got his check and he, he in a quiet way he 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 came in and got got rid of Riff Ralph, uh, made his own decision as to who he wanted, and um, got the assistance that he wanted, and LSU's are you know they got plenty of money to to do football and basketball. And basketball will get better eventually. They'll they'll put some money into it like. Tennessee's and Kentucky's Alabama. Joe, you're got the ear to the ground. Dad, you can chime in. What would the Alabama fans say if Auburn was trying to hire Jeremy Pruitt? Would they Alabama fans this time say, well, it ain't no big deal. What are you talking about? He's gonna get cleared. But if Auburn was trying to hire him, what would they say, Joe? That low down dirty cheater of McDonald's bags I mean, put, not, putting yeah. dollar bills. You yeah. look at all the stuff he paid. He, he and Phil Fulmer just it, low down dirty pulled together. His, pulled his wife in it with him. Who does that? Scumbag. Scumbag. I had a guy send me an email last night, Charles, which I like Charles. He said at the half, the message boards were killing Nate because of his substitution pattern. Like, people, you keyboard warriors, give it a break. He, he took, took a couple of them, did, a couple of them read the headlines before he played the game. Yeah. I'll tell you that. <laughs> he substituted based on, hey, you ain't ready to play. Go yeah, sit your tail over on the bench. So I don't pay attention to I mean, but, like, Joe, who, has that, who, who, who are these people, Joe? Well, you know they've they've coached about a million basketball games. They never lost. Yeah. Uh, they never called the wrong play. Never got a technical. Always get sideline out of bounds plays. You wait when they lose, shots. they go crazy. Uh, these these are the basketball experts. I mean, like who really is like going to watch the game and say, you know what? I don't like the way we're subbing. Honey, open up the computer over there. And just start typing stuff on message boards. Well, they don't have anybody to talk to, Barry. These uh, are the, these are uh, people. These are the recluses who haven't made friends. They don't have anybody to talk to, so they're just spouting off I- I- anywhere where they feel like they they're, they're going to be heard. My guy said the fan pressure on coaches via social media is the biggest threat to college sports. It fuels criticism. I think he's right. It fuels criticism from every angle. Repeat. The fan pressure on coaches via social media is the biggest threat to college sports. Idiots who, who have never been in the hot, he said cauldron, I don't know what that is. So being a coach, scream, what have you done for me lately? So sad, I'm almost as old as your dad. Uh, so sad to say that the world your kids and grandkids will live in will be a cesspool for human inadequacy. He may be as old as me, but I got my brain. He uses the computer better than you. All right, get to the bull crap. He does not. That's a nice written out email right there. All right, get to the um, Yellowwood Hotline. Get Bryce in the show. Good morning, Bryce. You do have your mind. You do. Good morning, Barry. You still still stopped up? Uh, yeah, not as bad though. Get you some get you some flow nades. I got me some Afrin. 
That good. Judy well, that, comes. That'll work too, but Flo knows it'll work a little bit better. But uh, Judy knows what she does. She's a nurse. No, nah, I went and got on my own. My she just said, be careful with that stuff. It's addicting. Like, who gets addicted to nose spray? Well, that's what I thought too. But anyway, uh, last night, uh, I thought that might be a bad matchup that they might bow up, like I was telling Joe. But you talking about these people that get on the message boards? There are people that 35 to 40 years old, and they live with their mom and dad, and that's all they got to do. That's their entertainment. Criticize people. It's my personal opinion. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's my entertainment. You know, they they don't have any friends. Do you read like them? Said. Do you, I don't read them. I don't get on message. No, them. I don't. No, no, no. You know, I don't listen to them either. Well, you but, listen uh, to them. You listen to talk radio. They don't call this show. Well, I listen, I listen, I listen to them because y'all talk about them. Yeah. So, yeah, but I don't read them. But however, last night I thought Nate Oates did a good job. Made adjustments at halftime, and if they wasn't playing, he pulled them like that and told them, "Hey." But uh, Mississippi State was ready to play, and uh, Alabama first half wasn't ready to play is the way I saw it. But uh, I thought uh, Nate Oates would get them turned around. Tell Joe's would, and he did. But they needed a game like that to you know, to see if they could win when they wouldn't own hitting the threes, I thought. And well, might carry, that game might carry them a long ways. But Mississippi State, uh, they just a bad matchup for Alabama. Uh, I don't – it's not I don't want to play them again, but it ain't going to be fun. Well, they, they, can, they can guard Alabama. A lot of teams can't. Exactly. They can't. They can't. Yeah, they, yeah, they got they got out. And I bet you watch that Gonzaga tape uh, a lot. You know, yeah, but they can't play know, like they Gonzaga. They can't play no, like Gonzaga. Gonzaga got hey. got ninety eight, and Alabama got ninety one. They can't play them like Gonzaga. They can play them like UConn, but not Gonzaga. Hey, real quick, another name intrigues me for offensive coordinator is Kellen Moore. Very intrigued by that guy. He hasn't did nothing but win since he's been there, and I don't think it, that's Dallas's problem. You gonna leave the Dallas Cowboys? You gonna leave the Dallas? These guys up for head coaching jobs. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I mean, that's the two most of the people that I talked about that huh. intrigued me. Because right. one of my associates said that Freddie Kitchens just didn't bother bother the fan base. I said we're not we're not looking for somebody to bother the fan base. We want somebody that Coach Saban he knows who wants. You know, it ain't up to us. It's up to Coach Saban. But it ain't up to the fan base. Yeah. Thank you, no, Bryce. Never has been. He never asked me or you either one who, who to go get after, right? He should, but he doesn't. Thank you, Bryce. <laughs> what would you say about how, how bad I was on the computer? Well, you're not great on the computer. I mean, you you do have your mind. You're really good speaking on the uh, radio. You're a great speaker, but your typing skills are not great. Would I don't you? have any peri- I don't have any periods. After yeah, your system. punctuation is bad. Your texts are horrible. When you send a text, Joe, help me here now. Come on, you look at his thing and say, "What in the God's green earth is he trying to say?" I don't know what you're talking about. Coach added uh, ESPN to his home screen yesterday, just fine. I think my text has gotten. I think my text has gotten a little better. So then you're admitting they used to be bad. Yeah. Yeah. 
What did he do? Home screen? What did he do? Yeah, Jeff? yesterday he called me, asked about finding stats for for these college basketball teams, and it was easy. He he, he followed my instructions. He got the got the new page on his home screen, and <laughs> now he knows where to find all the college basketball <clears throat> stats for all the teams. I don't know what you're talking about. He's not so good at technology. He, could he have typed out that email? Well, I'm, not, I'm not real good. On could he have sent you that email? I, I, that not, I don't, sent I don't text name? real well. I know what I want to say, and I don't text real well. Well, you know what you want to say. But don't say it well. Right. And you so don't punctuate. Jack or one of the grandkids needs to show him how to do voice to text. What does that mean? Oh, yeah. Just oh, talk, talk it? Joe, stop. Yeah, right so you just talk it into the phone. I think coach. I could do that on my car, couldn't I, couldn't I, Joe? I think so. Yes, sir. Joe, Jack or Blake will kill you tomorrow. Bring it Why? on, baby. Why? <laughs> because you'll be calling up saying, I'm trying to do this phone text. It won't work. You're not the most patient guy in the world. Do you know that? We get all our criticism lined up on me today. He's got today, plenty, plenty of patience. He does? You know, I'm, I'm, I've got a, lot of, I got a lot of age on me, and today is my mother's birthday. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I saw a um, happy birthday to her in heaven. Um, yeah. She's sweet lady. Um I saw a Facebook post by Phil Robinson the other day. Oh, how is he doing? I don't know. I need to call him. I checked on him. I, I sent him a message. Said Wimp said you still missed that backcourt call at Mississippi State when we were at Little Rock. He responded back. If it wasn't for me, UALR wouldn't have won the game. So uh, he wanted us to call him sometimes. So all right, uh, you guys. Phone lines are open two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. Bryce wants to hire Kellen Moore. Are you Where's he at? The Dallas Cowboys. He's oh, the. For I, I mean, let's just throw any name out there. I mean, while we're going, why don't we see if Bill Belichick wants to come back? He and Nick. You know, I, just, I just saw that going to have the North Carolina uh, uh, offense coordinator. Here? Yeah, I, no, yeah I'm sure. I, I, when I got on my computer this morning for some reason it was on the i don't read it were you reading the message boards no morning? it was on message board and before i put it to my message board that was on there i just said huh so i turned it i didn't I joe didn't is through. is twitter basically just a message board yes absolutely yeah. yeah so i guess i do read message boards if i read twitter oh you read twitter Agree. I read Twitter just more for breaking news right, and right, serious. Right. I ain't worried about whether the guy says whether Nate. You, you don't get no breaking views. It's true on Twitter. Yeah, you do. When it if it busts, okay. it's gonna bust on Twitter. Oh really? That's why you don't true. need a newspaper. It's true. That's why you don't need a newspaper anymore. Okay. Oh, I put out the other day that Bill O'Brien was going. Oh, I had my guys. I was like, you're breaking the news. I, said, I ain't break the news. I'm just saying it's out now. What? About Bill O'Brien leaving. I mean, we've oh. known he's going to leave. Just a matter of when. We a two-year contract, and he left. Yeah. Royal Cleaners, they want to make life easy for you. 205-391-0034. They'll come right to you, Joe. Pick up the laundry. I'm going to bring my laundry up here one day and let Royal come. Get it all cleaned up. Deliver it right back. If you want to drop off, there at um, University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, North Porter, 4851 Rice Mine Road. Give them a call today, 205-391-0034. Royal Cleaners for all your cleaning needs. Tide 100.9 Traffic. 
From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Everything looking really good on a beautiful Thursday morning. Drive carefully, and if you do see conditions, just give me a call, 205-886-8886. Townsend Nissan is so busy, they need your help. That's right, they're hiring in sales and service. Go see BJ or Kylan. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good morning. My name's Mary Kay, and I'm live from the Town Square Media Newsroom. And keeping fans on the edge of their seat last night, the Crimson Tide men's basketball team beat Mississippi State 66-63. to During a recent meeting of the City Council's Public Safety Commission, the concern of permitless carry law now has city staff in Tuscaloosa looking to the state for clarity for major questions about what it allows and how to enforce it, including uncertainty about whether some individuals are now allowed to carry firearms at school. In a collision? Easy decision. Make one call to one name. Mesreno, 206-6300. No representation of the quality of legal services to be performed. It's where the quality of legal services before. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build. Just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We're forecasting a mixture of clouds and sunshine today. Tuscaloosa's high around 50. For tonight, mostly clear with a low at 29. Tomorrow is sunny day, the high 55. And for Saturday, we stay dry, partly sunny with a high at 59. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 36 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Never miss a moment of the action. Download the free Tide 100.9 app today. Guys, I think we should start a new segment. On the radio, Joe... You have to try to help Dad do something with technology, and we have to see if it works. Like, like you're going to have to teach him how to voice text over the air. He tries it, tries to text it to you, and we see what happens. What do you think? How could you, how could you voice text if you were on the air and I am where I am? What do you mean? See, you know, see the problem you're dealing with right there, Joe? And we can get him there. I'm confident. I... And we can literally see how long I would like your voice text. Joe, how does I he voice text? I took my text off my radio, off my car. How does he voice text? I don't even know how to voice text. Joe, what do you do? Uh, well, when you open a text message, you see the little microphone to the right-hand side. Yeah. All right. All you got to do is hold on, hold down that microphone, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't even know how to voice text. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's all you got to do. I'm, I'm doing it right now. Uh, hold down that microphone, and you can talk right into your phone. And I'm off again. I'm off again, Joe. You can't hear me? I was in for about 10 seconds. I didn't. Well, I think Coach has got some fun, having a little bit of home fun. I don't know what to do. Well, well, let's get to the Yellowwood hotline. Pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. You know if it going to last. you got to use Yellowwood. Go to yellowwood.com to find a dealer close to you and get Joe in the show. Joe, you know how to voice text? 
No, I don't. Don't yeah. don't have any desire to voice text. Do you know how to you know text? I might as well be off there. Yeah. I, I, I do know how to text. So do you know when you finish a sentence, if you hit the space bar twice, it'll it'll have the period in your sentence? You're asking me that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. You know that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, you saw the blueprint last night, and, of course, we knew it. If we don't shoot good and we don't out-rebound you, Eight to twelve rebounds. We're in. We're in a dog fight. You agree? Yeah. I didn't hear what you said. That, well, I mean, but what? I mean, in the goal to always not let your team shoot, make your opponent shoot well, Joe. That's true. That's true. That's true. But we were at home and we didn't shoot the three good, and yeah. we only out rebounded them three rebounds, and at the half. I don't know what it was, but I'm sure they were out rebounding us. Well, we got we got one of, we got one of my games. We got one of the games that I had, I had officiating wise. Yeah, uh, Joe, I think the crowd got him over the hump, and then having the versatility of depth. You did your point guard to score a little bit last night. Uh, Bradley mm-hmm. was not going to be able to score, so Quinterly came in. And really helped them last night. So there's a free throw win. Free throws were won it, and the Quinley was terrific. So the wimp, how often are we going to make eighteen of twenty-two free throws? Nineteen. I don't know. They they had they had two charges that were uh, against Mississippi State. They were absolutely ridiculous. But they did. They did. Still, even my wife said we're getting some home cooking. Yeah, I, I said, yeah, we are. This guy that called the game. This guy called the game. Uh, Caucasian guy um, ca- calls a lot of games everywhere. I saw him the other night on Big Ten game. Um, yeah, so he's in the road. He's volunteered and he's making the. He's doing the gauntlet run and getting that money. Yeah, that's what he. Hey, I like those two announcers. I don't. You know, most people don't like those two guys, but they I stay in the game. They stay in the game. Will they don't well, start good. talking? If you like them? That's some people like. Them. Some they don't. They don't start telling you football stories like Dykes and Barrett and all this other stuff. They stay in the game, and you notice what they said about Saturday. They see four wins for the SEC. They cannot find a fifth win for the SEC. Yeah, Roy Philpot and Mark Wise on the call last night. And you know they're not they're not good old Southern boys, but they do their job. That's what I like about them. Oh, good. Yesterday's you get to the rest of your life. I will if I can. Oh, good. Uh, yesterday's interview with Jack Crow was was fantastic, guys. Just fantastic. That guy has got more stories, and he, you know what? I, I know he probably wouldn't do it, but he could tell some Frank Brawl stories. You know, how about that Houston, Houston nut story he told? When how about the office? I can't. I can't hear anything anybody says. Uh, Oh, I hate Wimp can't hear that. But Barry, I heard something about know, Frank Brawl. I th- you said Frank, and he uh, went off. But Frank Brawls uh, fired him after after a game. They, 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 they got beat. And yeah. uh, Frank Brawl Frank Brawls was busy playing golf and screwing around, whatever. But uh, yeah, and that's what I was going to tell that story he, about. He, uh, yeah, uh, it's a long story. Well, Jack Crow, Joe, you're right. Like we have guests and other other. 
shows have guests, they give you all this little bit of fluff stuff. He gives you real stuff, like real inside stuff, real yeah. stuff that actually happens. Not Kellen Moore to be the offensive coordinator and silly stuff. He gives you yeah. big-time yeah. stuff. So. And just think, Barry, he tried to hire Jeremy twice when he was a <laughs> high school coach, and both times he said he couldn't afford it. Yeah, now he ducked my, he ducked my, my Jeremy question a little bit since. So I don't know what his relationship. I guess he didn't want to criticize Jeremy. So yeah, well, and uh, but he said something great right there that people don't realize. Right to work law in the state of Alabama. I mean, wake up, people! That's why we got so many automobile factories in this state. That's why Drummond. I mean, Warrior Co kept on going when they had a strike, you know, and Jeremy would come under that. He, all of us come under that yeah, in the state but, of Alabama. But if he gets the show calls, that's coming with him, Joe. Yeah, but I don't see where the NCAA is going to have enough power to do anything about that. I'll give you a show calls, you get a show calls. So. Yeah, well, Bruce Pearl had a show calls. And yeah, but the difference was, Joe, when Bruce Pearl had it, you knew the end date. You knew when he came in, he had it, when it was over. Are you going to hire Jeremy till you know? What if you don't know for six months? Well, look, the guy hadn't been able to work because of it, and how long can they hold that over him and not make a decision? <laughs> well, he's over you forever in college. They don't, he, he, work, he can work. He just can't work in college football. Work. He works well, in the NFL. Sooner or later, he can sue them. Well, crap, he's he's with the Giants. Yeah, I mean, he can't work in college football. He can work. That's what I'm saying, though. But, but hey, that's just what he said. He answered it the way I would answer it. But you said, you be you careful. said he couldn't work. Now, Joe, I'm well, he said it. He said they got to be careful there because the right to work law, you cannot keep an individual from working. All right. JC says he did come on until 737. So I'm going to. Joe, does, does Nick Saban kind of like controversy a little bit? Like kind of messy. Like Lane Kiffin, that was messy. Steve Sarkeesian, that was kind of messy. Does he like messy a little bit? He sure does. Why? It, it, brings in, it brings interest to the program. It keeps the fans <laughs> interested, and it keeps people talking about his game and his and his. his he, can't, he can't stand it. His career. He can't stand messy. He can't stand messy and, and gifts to the university. I can tell you that. The collectives in order to, to buy players at the NIL. We see. We don't talk about NIL at all. We never mention it and never talk about it. We, we never mention about what schools you think get a lot of money to, to give football and basketball coaches and what schools don't. And the separation that we're going to have between those that have and those that have not. And it uh, we just don't talk about it. But it, it, it's it's huge. Well, Wim, let me ask you this. Has Kentucky basketball not had an NIL all the time, period? You know it and I know it. They had that large right now, yeah. players. I mean, uh, I mean those I mean, guys. They got, they, they, be, they got up in the, a million for she she way to stay. Well, they got the number one recruiting class coming in the yeah. country next year. Yeah. Five but of the top Wimp, 30 or something. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about when you had to compete against. Get these guys. I mean, I'm off the air now, I guess. I, he can't, I, he can't I hear can't me. Hear I don't know. 
Uh, I don't know who's dealing with the phones back there, but they ain't doing well. That's your job. phone. It ain't our phone. Ain't I, my phone. I, I hear you clearly. But Barry, you understand what I'm talking about with Kentucky, the sand buoys. And yeah, all they, you know, they had the Wildcat Lodge and way back in the day, yeah. and it was better than anything everybody had. And they went in and they had to clean that up. So they well, they used to when yep. they first. Started, if they were doing anything when I first started, am I on? Yes, you're on. You're on. If I, if I, when I first started trying to recruit back before you guys were born, their, their, their benefits were to go down to a clothing store and get a guy a suit or clothes, and that was the big deal back long ago. Even you know, if if they they did that a lot, uh, Coach Rupp. But have Harry Lancaster. Harry Lancaster was a great assistant coach. He he slipped on something in his shower and 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 fell and, and died. But he did a lot of their coaching, and and he, you know, they lined it up to get him to go downtown to get to these. Yeah, we had that uh, in Georgia when I was at Georgia. We played in Atlanta in the Cuppenheimer Classic, yeah. and the gift was Joe and Joe and Dad. You got a coupon. You went down to their men's tailor, and you got a suit. That was your gift, a, a custom suit. So that was a pretty nice gift, Joe. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Hey, Barry, let me make one quick comment. My time's up, I know. You said they cleaned up the lodge. You remember how they cleaned it up? The <laughs> players still live there, but they had to bring in ordinary, regular college students to live in there also. Yeah. And they simply added on to the building. That's all they did. That's really cleaning it up, ain't it? Yeah, they said. Think about it. I want a room like that. No, your wings down here. You're, you go down here. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Thank you all. all right, let's tell them about uh, Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes, and then we'll get to uh, JC. <coughs> Hello. Yep. Yeah, you're on, Coach. You're on. Go ahead. Well, I, I didn't know it. No, I could. I he said something about Bob being top. All right, don't worry uh, about that. I guess it's Bob Prince. Yeah, yeah. Three, four, five, one, two, three, four. Is Bob Prince, Prince Clover, and Hayes are good attorneys that, uh, if you need help, they can give you that help. Uh, they'll represent you in the right way, and there'll be the uh, people that have been very successful. After that, go after you visit with them. Go about seven hundred one Rice Mine Road, and. Uh, is willing on a personal basis, and I think they'll help you. Prince Clover and Hayes, three four five, one two three. PrinceLaw.net is the website. If they don't win, you don't pay. That's a tie. One hundred point nine. It's your home of Alabama Sports. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. Former Alabama quarterback Jalen Hurts has been named a finalist for the 2022 NFL MVP Award. Gordo High School quarterback Brax Garrison has set his commitment date for February 1st. Dan Mullen is reportedly out of the running for the Alabama offensive coordinator job. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. For more info on the these stories and more. Download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Everything looking really good on a beautiful Thursday morning. Drive carefully, and if you do see conditions, just give me a call. 205-886-8886. Townsend Nissan is so busy, they need your help. That's right, they're hiring in sales and service. Go see BJ or Kylan. I'm Captain Ray. 
road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can 29. Tomorrow is sunny day, the high 55. Then for Saturday, we stay dry, partly sunny with a high at 59. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 35 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. The lonesome friends of San say the world will end most any day Well if it does then that's okay Cause I don't live here Pressure treated pine from Great Southern If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it You don't want it Alright we got to the Yellowwood Hotline here He is with the owner of the BigSpur.com Joins us every uh, well, Wednesday, to, Wednesday, Thursday or Friday As long as we get him in we don't, It doesn't matter to us uh, has several podcasts they'll talk about at the end of the segment. JC, good morning, JC. How are you? How's the weather? Uh, where I'm at, it's not good. It's snowing. Um, so. <laughs> I uh, I had to navigate <laughs> through that and get parked at the uh, gas and wash here, so I can talk to you. Fine. Uh, J- I think we just lost JC. Dad, you with us? Yeah. I think we lost JC. He's in the winter storm up in i guess in chicago area uh where he is so joe's getting him back so as joe is getting him back we'll get ready to talk to jc and um go from there this is live radio guys so when you have a oh we got lost him uh dad um i heard chris lowe yesterday talk about jeremy pruitt he said Right now, <laughs> now he thinks it may be hard to do. And he said the coach has a lot of respect for Todd Grantham, who's here as an analyst. Yeah. Uh, he said he wouldn't be if he didn't have a lot of respect. I know a lot of the fan base would not would be screaming if that were the case. But, uh, all right, we got J.C. back. Uh, J.C., you back with us? Right here, man, right here. Yeah, I don't know what we did there. Maybe we did something. Um I was asking Dad, I heard Chris Lowe yesterday, and he was talking about Jeremy, I think Pruitt, and I think Coach is looking into it, trying to see, but he did mention something about Todd Grantham being here, and obviously Coach wouldn't have him here if he didn't think a lot of him. Uh, What do you know about Todd Grantham and maybe possibly being the defensive coordinator if it doesn't work out with Jeremy Pruitt here at Alabama? Well, I think schematically – does some similar stuff with the odd front stuff that Nick Saban's like to do. I, you know, I've never really thought. I, I thought he was always kind of hit or miss with uh, the, the stops he's had in the SEC at Florida and at uh, uh, Georgia. You know, and I've watched Georgia a lot when he was there. And uh, one day they they have they seem to have Gus Malzahn's number, uh, and so he'd shut that completely down. And the next thing you know, some other team would come in. And, run for 300 yards on them or, you know, roll up a bunch of points. And, you know, same thing really happened in Florida, too. If you think back uh, during the Mullen era, uh, you know, they, they had some trouble uh, in that scheme 
you know, stopping guys in Mississippi State, to be honest. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, that that's probably not the guy that um, I would pick. Um, but when you put Alabama's talent in his system, you know, it, it could potentially be a lot of fun because he sends a lot of pressure, does a lot of exotic things. Um, you know, I, 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 I think that, uh, you know, it, it would be interesting to see uh, if maybe, you know, you put that kind of talent in that system and, and see where it goes. Um, it's almost, it'd almost be like uh, for offense, Alabama switch it to an air raid, if that makes any sense. Um, so, um, you know, that, that, that would be my take on that. Uh, certainly he's a veteran. He's been around. Uh, some coaches that have not maybe done as well at other stops seem to do pretty well at Alabama. So, uh, you know, I'd, I'd give it a go. I think it would be awfully interesting just to kind of see how that meshes. I mean, um, you know, people talk about Petrino and Fisher coaching together, you know, Grantham and Saban with Grantham running the whole defense would be would be very interesting as well. Of course, yeah, there is a history there. I think Grantham was with Nick at Mrs., uh, Michigan State, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think. Just uh, <laughs> uh, I don't have it in front of me, but uh, you know, so so I'd be willing to check it out, and I, I do think it would be interesting just because of the style of defense he plays. It's much more gambling, uh, much more of a gambling style than you know maybe you're accustomed to at Alabama. Mike, there you go. All right, Dad, go ahead. Um, are we going to help be able to find a answer to the NIL? Uh, we don't talk about it a lot, but we're going to separate uh, in basketball and football the goods from the bad, from the, the intake money from the guys that don't get the kind of money. Uh, is the NCAA? We don't really have anybody that would call football, although you know we we sit and talk about whether Jeremy Pruitt can play. I mean, can coach or not, but we don't have anybody over college football anymore. Uh, it doesn't seem like. Uh, oh, is there going to be any way of a stopping point on the monies that uh, to keep the Vanderbilts in the game in football and other people in the game in basketball? I wish I could say there was, Coach, but uh, whenever you kind of think about it and uh, try to – come up with a solution um and i think there are smart people out there that have tried to think through a solution i think there are also not so smart people that are trying to think of some solutions uh you know you keep running into what's not going to get you sued and, and with the climate these days and the lawyers and agents and people like that but, uh, quite frankly i think they're trying to line their own pockets um you know you're going to run into a lawsuit anytime you try to restrict anything uh, when it comes to the players, uh, unless you went to a situation where they're employees and you collectively bargain and all Ooh. that, and that's gonna that's gonna be a mess state by state because you have right to work states and you have other states where they banned right to work and it's all pro union and uh, you know I guess in the NFL you know they figure it out because they do have unions and stuff, but uh, I think that would end up being a, a catastrophe to be honest, and, and I don't think it's going to really – it would not stop anything with the exception of, you know, if they're if you're collectively bargaining and, and you get, a, like, a, in other words, a contract together, uh, you can stipulate, you know, outside oh. earnings and things like that. But it's, you know – We're never going to get to Congress with it, are we? 
I don't care who's her vote. We're never going to get to Congress. And if we get to Congress, half the people don't care and the other half don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you got that because you got, uh, you know, Senator Tuberville and Senator Manchin were working on something. Those guys, those guys are, you know, Tommy obviously works in the space. And then uh, Joe Manchin's probably one of the more level-headed Democrats uh, on that side of the aisle. Um, but then you have people like the guy from Connecticut, Blumenthal, the, the one that lied about fighting in Vietnam. You yeah. know, he wants all he wants unions and and, and big time. You know, you know health care, and I think health care is something they really need to explore. Uh, just to be honest, but uh, there's all kinds of add-ons and stuff that, that well, the left wants added on to this because they think it's some injustice or whatever, uh, and then the right. You know, they, they they sort of just don't want to play for pay for play. They don't want to ruin sport, yeah. um, and so they're they're looking for very minimal guardrails. And so, you know, just like with everything else, <laughs> you know, the chances of getting something to everybody to agree on, and then getting it to whoever the president is his desk, uh, and then getting him to sign it. I mean, uh, that's you know, that's a that's a pipe dream in my opinion, and, and yet another misguided thing the NCAA's done. I think uh, if they did just, when the, all the Ed O'Bannon video game stuff came out, if they did just said, all right, you know, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to let you do NIL, but there are going to be rules in place, uh, you know, before that, that case with the Ashton, the Ashton case that got to the Supreme Court's about academics. Uh, but they were told very, bluntly that hey you come back up here again we're going to probably blow up your entire business model so uh they're very very careful about that but it would have never gotten to that point had they just used common sense uh and said okay it's, it's probably not right that we're not letting these guys go have camps in their hometown or mm-hmm. have a youtube channel or you know be in a commercial or, or something like that when, you know the schools and the ncaa itself are raking in advertising dollars uh, hand over fist and, uh, you know, with, with little compensation for the rest. So, um, and I, I think if they'd done that instead of fighting it all the way, you know, we'd be in a lot better place, but because they fought it, you know, and they lost, uh, with the Ashton money and they would lose with NIL too. Uh, it's, uh, it's become where they're kind of a toothless tiger. And, and you know, you mentioned somebody being in charge of college football. I, I think that would be the best possible scenario is to have a commissioner and a and a governing office for the sport. Um, even then, would it keep the, the governing body of college football from getting sued? Probably not. But, uh, you know, I think at least then you're not dealing with a what's become a vilified organization in the NCAA um, and then all their bureaucracy and all that. You're basically just dealing with the sport itself, yeah. uh, which I think uh, will I think it will produce some more level-headed agreements and responses and things of that nature. I think one of the worst new rules in football, really all the sports, we just finally, J.C. and Dad, we're, we're now, everything's kind of settling in. All the guys have kind of transferred. They're going to transfer. People have found their homes. Is to open up the portal again in May. Like, to me, that's just ridiculous. Uh, it is what it is. Now your roster's set, so you shouldn't be able to go again in May. So now – if some of these top programs they say, man, we missed on these defensive backs, we need one, call that high school coach, tell that kid over there at Texas Tech that we need a starter. I, I just, I wish they would just leave it alone. If you're there now, you're there. 
and you cannot transfer again till the 45-day window after next season. Why can't we do that, JC? Uh, it seems like the, the, the better thing to do, not have two windows now where they can do it, because your roster is never set in these situations. That's true, because uh, you never know. I mean, somebody could have a spring practice where they're worried about. Uh, they, they may not even be. They, they may not even not, might not even get beat out. They may just think they're going to. Yeah, that's right. You know, somebody may be, uh, you know, pushing them a little bit, and so they're worried about their snaps going down, and so they they hightail it to where there's a more favorable depth chart. Yeah, that's something. Yeah. You know, I, I think none of this, none of this, has been designed with coaches in mind, uh, and, and it's a shame. You guys were coaches, and, and I like coaches. I think coaches generally are good people with good intentions uh, that help kids. And, and I, I'm, I'm sorry that this is America, and the, the market for their job uh, has, has, has boosted the salaries to stratosphere level. But it's also a tough job that you could lose in three years. So you better make the money you can while you can and take care of your family. And I don't fault them for that. But they've been vilified. I mean, coaches nowadays have been vilified. I mean, you read much, a lot of these national things. Well, this guy, this coach is complaining, but he makes nine million a year. Well, yeah, you know, well, uh, players make. JC, why come up with a one through fifteen time after spring training? Why, why even come up with that? Why, why even have that? You can, you, you know, you're giving these, these. You know, I used to think people are just unhappy when I was coaching. They're unhappy. They're happy spots. You know, they're unhappy the way. You know, what they treat the South Carolina with a coach who's you're pretty good in football. Um, why did we yeah. come up with a 1 through 15 There's rule? no reason for that. That's no. stupid. That just it, keeps yeah, it. Doesn't make any sense. Stupid. It's, yeah. My, my guess is the idea was, is uh, you know, you, you know, if you go through spring practice and you're not happy, you know, uh, we'll let you go ahead and go. Um, that kind of thing. Maybe maybe somebody gets somewhere and it rolls early and doesn't like it. I don't know. It's I, the every JC. It's the everybody gets a trophy syndrome. I'm a backup. I don't want to be a backup. I'm going to go find out. There's only, there's going to be backups everywhere. It's that everybody needs a trophy. Hey, stay there and fight. Yeah, you're second string or third string. Stay there and fight after the season. If you want to go, go. You got a 45-day window. But to open it up again to me is weak. Yeah, and it, it it entices guys to make decisions that, you know, could not only be detrimental to the team but detrimental to them, um, you know, and and all that. I mean, it's uh, it's just tough. I mean, and, and you're right, your roster's never settled. Look at what happened to Pitt last year with Jordan Addison. You know, it goes all the way through spring, and all of a sudden Southern Cal needs a receiver, and he hightails it, and he, you know he he made some sham visits to Texas and stuff like that because I feel like <laughs> Southern Cal encouraged him to do that. You know, I guess he visited Alabama too, but uh, you know he probably been better off at Bama to be honest if you look at his stats this year. But uh, you know those types of situations are unfortunate because you got Pitt, who uh, you know used to be a powerhouse, uh, but they're pretty good under Pat Narduzzi. You know they. Compete in the ACC. They they've won divisions. They they're they're kind of you know on steady ground. But you know all that work Pat Narduzzi and his staff have done to identify because they don't recruit four and five stars. They recruit three stars and develop them. Uh, all that work they've done is out the window because this kid wants to go hightail it to Southern Cal. 
Um, and that the, that's not fair to the school. And, uh, you know, I, I think one thing they, they need to think about doing, too, is, uh, you know, we kind of had all this NIL stuff on the heel and free transfer stuff on the heels of colleges promising scholarships for four years. It used to be you could cut guys. You could take scholarships. And everybody raised cane about that. And so now you, you, you have to keep these guys. Uh, you, you can't cut them, but they can sure hightail it and leave you. And, and that's not fair either. So maybe they need to bring back, you know, scholarships are renewable on a yearly basis. And then after spring, if you got dead weight and you're a coach, you say, all right, all 15 of you guys get in the portal. I mean, that's, that, that's only fair. Uh, and, but we've become in this sport, like you said, everybody gets a trophy. We're so all the rules are, are just uh, allegedly to benefit the player. Now, I think we're going to find out in time that this stuff really doesn't benefit the players. You know, it, 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 you know, especially, you know, the after spring transfer, like you said, it, it's detrimental to, you know, the, the sport as a whole. And I, I think with, um, with regards to, uh, you know, coaches doing hard work and also player development, I, I think that, you know, when, when things don't, I think part of the developmental process is things don't go your way and you learn how to overcome and fight, like you said. Uh, and, and that, that makes you a better football player, a better human being and better equipped to tackle life. But, you know, these days, uh, all that stuff seems to not have any value, you know, just cause it's all about, oh, these guys are exploited or, or whatever. And, uh, th- that's, that's sort of a false narrative, you know. Um, again, I think common sense in this situ, in this situation has just, you know, abandoned everyone because it's, uh, there, there's no common sense being used. It's one extreme or the other, and uh, they, they probably should do something. But I, you know, I don't know. The minute they eliminate the, the post spring portal window, buried, everybody's going to raise cane again. Yeah, well, and, you're right. Oh, you're Common sense, and they don't think about coaches. Now, you know, depending on where you're staying, if you're Hugh Freeze, you want to have another period because you're trying to build your roster. But right. it's uh, it's ridiculous. All right, uh, well, JC, tell everybody where they can find you and all your great great stuff there. All right, so yeah, this is uh, uh, J.C. Morgan College Football Podcast. Mike's been calling all kinds of basketball games, so we try to fit it in during this time of the year because he's pretty busy, but uh, we should have another one up soon. We had, we had one up last week called The Scrambler where we touch on uh, a lot of these pro- uh, topics that we talk about here uh, on Tide uh, 100.9. So uh, be sure to check that out, J.C. Morgan College Football Podcast. Thank you, J.C. Thanks, J.C. Thanks, fellas. All right, we're going to get to break. We'll have a Brookwood report when we get back. We'll have uh, the soccer coach Jonathan Carr from out at Brookwood. Before we do any of that, though, we got to thank First in Maine Condos and let you guys know about these great condominiums down on the river in the historic district of downtown Norport. Three-bedroom, three-and-a-half path. So many things included. Internet, direct TV, granite countertops, washer and dryer. Uh, they've got security cameras. A gated community right there. You're close to downtown Tuscaloosa, literally about two minutes, five minutes from the University of Alabama. 205-657-7465. Tell them you heard it on Inside the Locker Room. One month free rent. We also want to thank Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. And Alabama One, www.alabamaone.org for all their products and services, whether it be a mortgage, a home loan, a car loan, a credit card. I've got them all. The people are absolutely outstanding. Go to www.alabama1.org. 
You listen to Tide 100.9 NC Home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Esau Traffic Center, no active wrecks, but congestion on US 43 southbound at McFarland, Lurley northbound at McFarland, and 69 at Union Chapel. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Business is so good at Towns and Nissan, they need your help in sales and service. Go see BJ or Kylan at Towns and Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Football is back, and no one does it better than the sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino. This season, you can watch the games with nothing on the line. Boring. Or 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room, brought to you by Allstate Insurance Agent Andrew Kniffer. Andrew is my agent. Let him become yours. Yeah, the 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Norport. You get the backing of Allstate, but Andrew and his staff there, great staff, they know this area inside and out. Would love to help you. So give them a call, 205 722 Zero one. Tell me you heard on the inside of the locker room. Looking for home, life, auto, boat, ATV, whatever you need. Andrew will take care of you. Give him a call today and tell him that Wimp and Barry sent you. I right, get to the Andrew Kniffer Allstate Hotline. This is our Brookwood Report. It's brought to you by Joe Barger and the city of Brookwood. We're very fortunate today, Dad, to have Coach Jonathan Carr, who is in his second year of coaching the boys and the girls' soccer team there at Brookwood. Good morning, Coach. How you doing? Good morning. I'm doing great. How are y'all today? Well, John, you, Jonathan, you're a better man than me. Uh, Dad, he is coaching the boys and the girls with his wife, Lisa. My wife would kill me, uh, Jonathan, if I coached with her and she saw some of the things I did on the uh, on the basketball court coaching. But just talk about uh, – Get to coach with your wife and uh, and coaching these boys and girls soccer teams. Yes, sir. Yeah, we actually and we and we brought on another coach uh, this year uh, to help with the girls, uh, Luke Lay. Yeah. Well, he's helping with the boys and the girls, but he's going to focus on the girls. Uh, last year, I, I was the head coach of both, and I'm telling you what. Well, you know how it is. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah, it and is a lot. so, but and my wife, I tell you what, we couldn't do it without her because she she does she basically handles all the administrative side and lets me focus on the field. And I know you you coach at TA. You know how that administrative side is. Yeah. Well, when y'all win, now who gets the win? Who gets the victory on this? Do you get it or does she get it? How, how does how do we work that out? We'll, we'll share it. We'll no, share, share it. Share it. All right. Tell us you got a new area this year: Hueytown, Bessemer City, Macadory. Uh, I know you guys are excited about that to get started. It's always so cold. It seems like when so- so- when soccer and baseball start but uh, you guys got to be excited about a new area there to play in we're definitely excited being a new area and i tell you what these kids if if they're playing on our soccer team by the time the season starts they want to be there because mm-hmm. it is cold it has been raining it's uh we've had we get some pretty tough conditions but yeah as far as mcadory and bessemer city and Hugh Tam, we we think we those are teams that are really similar to ours and so 
it's going to be some great games. You know, I don't know how we're going to do, but I think we've got a good shot at, you know, making a run for the playoffs if we, if we can do what we're supposed to do. All right, Dad. Um, last year with the boys' team, uh, record number of wins there. So uh, that's always good when you come in. They've been down a little bit. The expectations aren't too high, but you're starting to raise them over there, Jonathan. Just talk a little bit about this boys' team. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. And, and when I say record number of wins, it's, it's still not a whole lot of wins, but that's okay. <laughs> I told them last year, hey, we got to start somewhere. And uh, last year we had our first area win for the boys and the girls. I had that the same night, and, it was, and that was just a great night. And these kids, you know, they're looking for something. A little bit. Of, anytime you've got a team program that's been down, they're looking for just a little bit of success to build on. And yeah. that's what we're doing each 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 week, each game, each year. We're trying to build on just a little bit more success than we had the previous year. That's the only way we're going to build this thing up. And, uh, yeah, I mean, so we're, we're really excited. Got some seniors. Uh, got uh, seven seniors that we're counting on this year. It should be a really good year. We're talking with Coach Jonathan Carr out at Brookwood. Uh, brought to you by Joe Barger in the city of Brookwood. Uh, Jonathan, I've talked to a lot of people over there and, and Joe Barger and uh, the football coach, your AD, and everybody's excited about this new stadium. Now, will the soccer team get to play in this new stadium that's going up over there? Yes. As a matter of fact, we're going to let the football team play on that. All right, there you go. That's right. We're going to do that. But, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't believe they spent that much on a soccer field. But yeah, that's I, I unbelievable. That is nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm kidding, obviously. We, we love Coach Bramlett and the other coaches there. You know, we have a great community support, I, and and it's, a, it's the whole the whole athletic department, from the athletic, um, the AD, the, all the administrators, they are just fantastic, you know. And, you know, there's some schools where you have rivalries between the sports. We just don't have that at Brookwood. You know, Coach Bramlett's a big help to us. He, sh- he shares stuff with us all the time. Uh, I, I sold signs for the baseball team and the softball team this year. Uh, you know, we we work together, and it's great. Yeah, you know, all the coaches I've talked to, and I've spent a lot of time over in Brookwood, and you guys got great kids over there. And I think you guys are all working to, uh, you know, you want to be great athletes, you want to be great students, but you're trying to prepare all those kids for later in life. You guys are doing a great job with that. Just just talk about a little bit about what that means to you. Yeah. You know, my my goal was to, to go out there and improve the soccer program to help them be the best soccer players they can be, and we're going to do that. That's that's uh, probably that's job one. But even more important than that is I want these kids to be good soccer players, but I want them to be great mamas and daddies, teachers, preachers, soldiers, policemen, doctors and lawyers. You know, we're trying to get them ready for life so they can contribute back to society and help people. You know, and that's. That's what we're we're working on, and then you know when, when these kids are twenty years from now, they're going to look back on these lessons they're learning now, and they're going to use that in their life. No doubt, Dad. You got any soccer advice? Now you gave the baseball coach some advice. No, I don't That's have any what... soccer advice. I, I I don't even understand how to keep score. I, I don't understand offsides. Can you explain offsides to me, Jonathan? Well, it that that it confuses a lot of people. Basically, you just can't be behind. The last defender. So wherever the last defender is, you can't be between him and the goal when when the ball's passed. And then it, it, now, if you pass it and run behind them, that's fine. But when the ball's passed, you just can't be standing behind the last receiver. Hey, hey, Coach Sanderson, I tell yeah. you what, uh, I I was a season ticket holder back when the Plaid Palace was going. Yeah. And uh, I, with my dad, 
And that's what we're trying to create. We're trying to create a, an atmosphere like that. Well, so uh, it, I, hope I, I learned some lessons from watching you back in the old days. Well, we had, we had uh, good we had good fan support. We sure did. Thank you. Jonathan, you just showed your age. You were a season ticket buyer back in the Plaid Palace. You're as old as me. Um, <laughs> probably not that old. but uh, yeah. <laughs> Jonathan, uh, tell us when the season gets started. Uh, well, the boys are going to start next Friday. We've got two games in the Lakeshore Shootout. That's going to be got two games in one day, and that's going to be tough. But uh, but we're going we're going to make the best out of it. And uh, so we got the Lakeshore Shootout, and the boys start at home on uh, February twenty first against Northside, and the uh, the girls start February 9th against ACA at home. Well, good luck to you guys. I can't wait. Uh, I want, can't wait to see that new stadium. I know you guys got great things going over in Brookwood. We appreciate you taking time to be on with us this morning. We sure do. Thanks a lot. Thank y'all. Thank you, uh, Joe. The guy was used to go to the Plaid Palace. You ever? Did you ever go to the Plaid Palace, Joe? I never made it there. Did you go to the Plaid Palace last night, or did you watch the game on TV? Oh, I was there. How was, how was the crowd last night? About ninety percent full. It was lively. The people that were there were, were into it. Were they? I mean, I was into it. The people I thought it was, a good cr- I thought it was a. Did you make it there? No, I thought I watched it. I thought it was a um, really good, uh, really good atmosphere from TV. I thought the crowd got them over the hump. Well, yeah, you you had a couple times in the second half where Alabama would try to cut down the lead, and State was able to extend it back out. And, and really, I felt like uh, I don't want to pat anybody on the back, but the crowd, you know, stepped up and and, and really kept them in it. Go make another run, go make another run, and and the team did and responded and and, and really fought, uh, paid off their effort. All right, uh, we'll get to break here. Uh, we got some Coach Nate outside. We'll hear what Coach had to say. We'll break the down game a little bit more. We also would love to have your phone calls, 205-342-9904. Tomorrow at 7.30, Coach Porter Mosier uh, will join us. He is the head coach for Oklahoma, who Alabama will play in the SEC Big 12 shootout. He texted me yesterday and said, wow, how good is Bama? And so they, they really have a lot of respect for what Coach Oates and them are doing over here in Tuscaloosa. Two men in a truck out at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. Where it's local, out of town, out of state, let the professionals handle it. Give them a call today, 205-247-5050. That is two men in a truck. Movers, who care? Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Live from the Town Square Media Newsroom. Good morning, I'm Mary Kay. And be sure to bundle up. You can expect a cold winter day. Some areas could even see a few sprinkles or flurries through mid-morning. And the Alabama Crimson Tide men's basketball team stays undefeated in SEC play, keeping Tide fans on the edge of their seat last night with a win over Mississippi State, 66-63. And considered one of the greatest football coaches of all time, today we are remembering the life and legacy of Paul Bear Bryant, who passed away on January 26, 1983. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks, but congestion on US 43 southbound at McFarland, Lurley northbound at McFarland, and 69 at Union Chapel. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Business is so good at Townsend Nissan, they need your help in sales and service. Go see BJ or Kylan at Townsend Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. 
In a collision, easy decision. Make one call to one name. Mesreno, 206-6300. No representation between the quality of legal services to be performed. It's greater than quality of legal services performed. Four coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking. Fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We're forecasting a mixture of clouds and sunshine today. Tuscaloosa's high around 50. For tonight, mostly clear with a low at 29. Tomorrow is sunny day, the high 55. Then for Saturday, we stay dry, partly sunny with a high at 59. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 37 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. All right, uh, Dad. You got Alabama taking on Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma is a bubble team. I've seen them last four out, last ones in. Uh, So this would be a huge win for those guys that may help put them into this field. So this, I hate to say it like this, probably a much bigger game for Oklahoma. Uh, Well, as far as NCAA, Alabama's in the instead of a tournament. Uh, but for Oklahoma, this is a huge opportunity uh, to get a big win against a team that's ranked number two in the country. Uh, this might could get them into the tournament. How do you handle that if you're Porter Mosier? Is it just another game? Do you do you talk about that? What do you do when you preparation for this game on Saturday? No, I think uh, you talk about what a big game it is, and you know what an opportunity it is for your team to really get some national attention and. Uh, you know, I think you do it like that. Well, Oklahoma will be ready to play. Oklahoma's not going to beat them, but Oklahoma will be ready to play, <laughs> uh, I think, and play hard. I've watched them quite a bit. Not quite a bit, but several times. And They've got a decent team. They got killed the last time they played. But, uh, um, you know, it'll be a packed house there because of thinking about Alabama football and Oklahoma football and kind of stuff. And Oklahoma coming into the SEC – it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how all this Oklahoma Texas stuff ha- is handled with with the other schools in the league. So it should be a very interesting game. Oklahoma will give them a good game for a while, probably, but um, probably be an outbound victory. Yeah, so we'll see. But it does mean, Joe. Do you always worry about that? Where and I hate to say this, it means more to Oklahoma. I mean, they got to have it, so they're going to be. Uh, on edge, Alabama is going to roll in there, and they want to win. Obviously, they want to win on somebody's home turf. It's going to be a an electric atmosphere there. They've been to a lot of atmospheres. When you're number two, you sell the buildings out. They've won at Arkansas, won at Houston. 
Uh, just your thoughts on going in to a team that's got to have it versus where Alabama stands. I mean, yeah, you look at the Oklahoma desperation, and you also factor in the in the fact that they won at Oklahoma. Or Oklahoma won against Alabama the last time they were out there. They want to keep that. You know, they want to defend their own home court. I think that you saw last night a little bit of that with Alabama playing a desperate team, Mississippi State going on to three, three or four game losing streak, and they played their tail off last night. Uh, State did, and and Alabama responded in the second half. But but I think they're going to have to take the lessons from last night and say, you know what, this is what a desperate team looks like, and whether they can match up with us skill wise or not, or matchup wise or not, they're still going to they're going to come out fighting, and and we have to match that energy and intensity. I think I think last night uh, provided a good little lesson for that. All right. Let's uh, let's turn to Nate Oates. Uh, he met with the media uh, after the win last night. It's usually a late night there uh, with those eight o'clock games. Here was his opening statement after the three point victory over the Mississippi State Bulldogs. SEC is a tough league. I mean, that team's only won one game in the SEC, and you saw how tough it was to get a win. I, uh, you know, got to give a ton of credit to Mississippi State. They they came ready to play. I thought they had a great plan. They improved more than we improved from the first time we played them. First time we, uh, I didn't think we did a great job getting our guys ready to go. We didn't do a good job attacking them. Uh, we didn't we didn't start the game like we needed to. But I give our guys a lot of credit. In the second half, they found a way to get a win in a tight game. We haven't had very many tight games, so it's not the worst that we had to figure out how to win a, a close game, especially when you're down. I, mean, I told our guys two years ago when we won the SEC championship, you know, in the tournament, in the semifinal, we're down 15 to Tennessee. you got to figure out how to, how to win games that aren't going going your way. I mean, we shot 18% from three and couldn't buy a bucket and still figured out how to, how to beat a pretty good team. I mean, I know their record doesn't say they're good, but I, I still think they're a good team. I think they're going to upset some people. They play really hard. They uh, hit Shoot, they had us down 10. So they, uh, or shoot, they had us down 11, I think, at one point. So it's a quality team, but we'll, at this point, we'll take a win. Uh, Dad, does that help? I'm going to have to win a tight game. You know, sometimes you win, you're winning by double digits all the time. Now you're down. Like Coach said, you got to fight your way back. It builds a little character there uh, as opposed to blowing people out all the time. Yeah, I think it helps the coaches emphasize getting ready for every game they all count one win or one loss uh, in the minds of your uh, minds of your players you've been over there in the open game of the season in the SEC and, and you clobber them over there and you know good and well they hadn't been shooting it well and it's hard to, it's a little bit more difficult as I said pre-game you know it's all about Alabama being ready themselves because Alabama's much better and I, I, I thought I thought a couple of kids weren't quite ready to play I, how do I know I don't know you know how they felt they didn't play very well they didn't play you know, didn't play quite as hard as they've been playing um but uh I get their you know, they're they're good team and I think if it does it help them I, I'm not sure probably make maybe gives the coaches something to emphasize with the kids all right uh let's go to that first clip there Joe, going to the bench early. Sometimes I like, think you look out there and you see guys aren't ready. He's like, all right, get him out. Let's see if you are. If you play well, you stay in. Uh, here's what Coach talk, said about going to the bench early last night. Yeah, it was great to see uh, some shots drop for Dom. That one at the end of the half was big. Cut it from 10 to 7. 
you know, we know he's a shooter. He's been practicing really hard and trying to get him some minutes. Uh, you know, I the the Brandon, I, I didn't really take him out for doing anything wrong, particularly. It's just, you know, there were I think there was sixteen forty, if I remember right, to to go. We were coming down on defense. He just picked up a foul. I figured I got him right back in at the media. I just figured we could save him a possession or two on defense, try not to get him in foul trouble. I know we're going to need him. You know, might have been good because he ended up with three fouls. He picked up a couple unnecessary ones there in the second half. He tends to do that occasionally. So the, Brandon's deal was just trying to foul trouble. And then I thought offensively, I think, did I sub JQ in for Bradley maybe too? I, I thought JQ could maybe get us going a little bit. They'd have to guard him a little bit closer out there. He's a little bit better shooter. They seem to be helping off Jaden a lot, sagging him. Jaden did do a good job, I thought, bringing in the second half, maybe attacking a little better. But, you know, it was a little harder with the way they were guarding Jaden to get us going a little bit. Uh, Coach, how would you assess the uh, defensive performance from the first half to the second half and the improvements that were made there? Look, our energy, our energy got better. I mean, played harder. You know, got some steals, made some deflections. You know, our points off turnovers. This is a team that needs to score off turnovers in Mississippi State. They had nine off turnovers. We had 22. I, I think a lot of those came in the second half. So I, I think it was a deal where our guys realized, you know, we're down seven, and I think we got down 10 again in the second half. Like, this isn't an easy game. We got to pick our energy up now. It's disappointing that we had to pick it up. It should just be there from the beginning, but we picked it up. We figured out a way to get a win, and, you know, if you're going to win an SC championship, you got to win some games that you don't play your best, and we figured out a way to get a win. Our, really, our defense in the second half, I think, was what did it. All right, he said something there I thought was interesting. Uh, that he said they were helping a lot off Jaden Bradley because they don't look at him as a scorer, so that's where – help comes from so he said i put quinterly in because you respect his offensive game more so you're going to come out and guard him more that's that's the advantage of having so much depth and players that have different uh skill sets there uh that really helps you kind of play game to game and decide what you need for that particular game well it just shows you substitution pattern you know they know what they're doing people that text in you know they they uh got off a little bit Bradley takes the ball to the basket very well off the dribble, but he's not going to beat you outside shooting threes much. You, you know, he, he may shoot one occasionally, but he's not going to beat you. Quinley comes in and has the experience. It doesn't mind shooting a three any time. Sometimes you think he overdoes it, but he didn't last night and made a lot of shots. Got the ball to the open people, made some good passes. So the combination of the two playing pretty well and knowing their strengths and weaknesses, substitution pattern, is is good and Alabama's uh, got the luxury of being able to substitute people that do different things from the people they took they take out, and I think that I don't know much about the, the transfer kid, Pringle kid. I don't know much. Uh, I don't know much about them, but they playing some. So uh, they're playing now with kid back from Texas Tech. They're playing ten people double minutes, which is you know. A, a, a player or two more than you generally play, and these guys are all good. So, yes, last night Burnett only played one minute last night, but the other guys he had. Uh, Quinterly plays twenty six last night. Uh, Joe Bradley plays twelve, so it just showed if they felt like they needed Quinterly a little more in this game, and it may be the next game, maybe Bradley. But it's nice to have both. Here is what Coach said about JQ last night. 
Yeah, he was huge. I mean, like, you know, he can shoot, so, they, um, you know, they couldn't really sag him as much, you know, and they tried to switch. I thought he's got some explosiveness to get in the paint, make plays happen. You know, he hit the 1-3. He hit some drives going in. He made his free throws for the most part. I think he made, missed the one late, but he's five or six at the line. So, you know, he had four assists and only one turnover. I think you're starting to see he ended up leading us in scoring tonight, you know, on a, on a night when we needed some scoring help. They did a great job on Brandon and Sears. You know, we needed somebody to step up and score the ball, and JQ's been able to score for us pretty well in the past. I, we needed him tonight. So, you know, we need everybody. I, Pringle stepped. I thought Pringle played well. I maybe should have got him a few more minutes, but you know he scored seven points in eight minutes. He was three for three at the line. His free throws were big. This is a guy that struggled in the past. He's worked hard to correct his free throws. We needed every last one of them tonight. So there's a couple guys that maybe hadn't played as big a role as we needed. Noah Gurley, I thought, gave us big minutes late in the game and closed the game for us. So we got got. It's the thing about this team is we're deeper. We got some depth. We can use it you know, when we need to, and we had some guys step up tonight. All right, Joe, lastly, uh, let's hear about, uh, you know, halftime. You go in, you were down, uh, and you were trailing at the half. Uh, I think they were down, what, six, seven points, something like that at the half. Um, normally, they don't go to the locker room down, uh, so you have to have a little bit different speech uh, there. Here's what Coach said to him, uh, what he told him at halftime. I mean, we just pointed out all the defensive screw-ups they had. I mean, the, the numbers were down in the blue-collar stats. We were down on the glass. Just based, I mean, we didn't, there's nothing profound. We just said we got to play harder. Like, this, we told you at the beginning, told you coming in, this is a hard-playing team. You know, if you don't play harder than them, they, they're a team that can beat you. Shoot, we're down seven. You know, we could easily be down ten if Tom didn't hit that three at the end of the half, but I thought our guys did play harder in the second half, so it was not, there was no there was no real major adjustments. To be honest with you, we you know I thought offensively we did a little bit better job, although we had four turnovers in the first four minutes of the second half, so it didn't look like we did much better. But I, I, I thought we were able to score off our defense a little bit. We did a little bit better job with some of the switch attacks in the second half too. So. All right, Dad, uh, we'll take a break here. We can open up the phone lines, 205-342-9904. Before we do it, though, tell them about Constant Companion, where you take little Sam whenever she has some needs. Constant Companion, Animal Hospital on Narrows Drive off 280 is really a, a very good uh, veterinarians that really know the business. They are a great animal hospital, but they can do anything in the world for your animal. It's um, 635-0313. Uh, you'll get 50% off when you first visit. And Dr. Foster and him, I think, do a terrific job. Sam's been out there a good bit and uh, just because she's new and young. But if you have a, an older pet or even whatever, uh, they'll do a good job with them. 635-0313. Also, we want to thank uh, Wayne's Pest Control. They're serving over 100,000 customers across Alabama Tennessee and Mississippi since 1973. Let the good folks at Wayne's make sure your home protected from those unwanted pests. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, mosquito prevention services. Also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. Now you want to get it sprayed and taken care of so when it uh, turns warmer, it'll turn green, look great. 866-WAYNES-1. Get $60 off your initial 
Pest Control Service. This is Tide 100.9. It's your home of Alabama Sports. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. Former Alabama quarterback Jalen Hurts has been named a finalist for the 2022 NFL MVP Award. Gordo High School quarterback Brax Garrison has set his commitment date for February 1st. Dan Mullen is reportedly out of the running for the Alabama offensive coordinator job. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks, but congestion on US 43 southbound at McFarland, nearly northbound at McFarland, and 69 at Union Chapel. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Business is so good at towns and Nissan, they need your help in sales and service. Go see BJ or Kylan at Towns and Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. Ah, thinking about gas mileage? If your check engine light is on, it may be affecting your MPGs. But the coaches took the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We're forecasting a mixture of clouds and sunshine today. Tuscaloosa's high around 50. For tonight, mostly clear with a low at 29. Tomorrow is sunny day, the high 55. Then for Saturday, we stay dry, partly sunny with a high at 59. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 39 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Did you miss any episode on Tide 100.9? Don't worry. All of our shows can be found on Spotify and Apple Music and on demand on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside Locker. All right, Joe, um, Dad, I don't know if you're here or anything on the coordinator situation. I don't I don't look at message boards to try to figure out. Sometimes those people do get tips. Uh, I think sometimes if Jeremy Pruitt is in it, he may have some people tell some people kind of what's going on, and it starts to kind of – Get out there. Uh, Joe, what is the consensus that you're hearing on the radio? I know the uh, the listeners won't prove it as their defensive coordinator, whatever. Who do they want as the offensive coordinator? Do they know? Do we care? Uh, who do they think? And give me some realistic people. That Bill Walsh. Bill, <laughs> Bill, Bill Belichick. Belichick for the defense. Bill yeah. Walsh for the offense. Yeah. 
Uh, no, for your realistic names for your offense. I mean, Jeff Levy is is kind of your most popular name at the moment, the Oklahoma offensive coordinator. Um, you still got just got Frost out there. People are pining for 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 Cliff Kingsbury. That's not going to happen. Um, you, you got. I, you have some surprise names. Maybe Frank Reich might be interested. It just it's just retreads. It's just people looking at the who's who needs their career rehab. Which NFL coach needs to come back and kind of be under Saban's wing? I think right now Jeff Lebby is is your leading guy. All right, Dan. Let's say Lebby, who was in Florida, went. Yeah, to I think Ole- he plays quite different than Coach wants to play, though. That's what I've been getting on other radio shows. Yeah, so he was obviously with Lane Kiffin. He went to Oklahoma. Uh, it's this guy's first job at Oklahoma, and quite honestly, they didn't play very well. So they got a lot of criticism there. I don't know how old is Jeff Lebby, Joe. Uh, so if you're Jeff Lebby. You know, moving is hard. Uh, now, come to Alabama, if it's not a real solid situation there at Oklahoma, I think the guy works hard. But if he doesn't win this next year, then people are going to start wondering if he is just a better defense coordinator. Well, he, what would you do if you had the opportunity? He's 39 years old. 39. Uh, first of all, let's sign out the link to the contract. Okay. That's the first thing I'd do. Uh, then I'd find out the link to the contract first. I think I, I'd find out uh, – Pay scale second. Um, I would have to be a guy, Jeff, or whoever. I have to be a guy that uh, is looking to be a head coach somewhere and to spring off of this. If I'm a you know a good assistant coach, can I spring off of this? Or am I going to end up in a situation where after two years coaching, I don't see eye to eye, and I'm 88 and out the gate? Um, I think it's a I think it's a job where you have to be in some cases careful. To, to to come there, um, y'all talk a lot about fan base. I talk more about deciding whether you could about the coach, but it, because from what I can find out, coach wants to do it a certain way, and if you have some ideas when you come in there that go a little bit beyond that, he'd prefer you not do it. Um, so it, it ties you up a little bit. Um, he um, he gets some, he gets a feel from coaches about two or three coaches that he likes from other people, and then he interviews them if they want to be interviewed. Um, he either calls the head, the football coach there, or he has AD call their AD and set that up, or he just he doesn't do it on the sly, particularly if it's a real interview. He may call John John Brown to ask about Levy and, and what he thinks about him, whatever his name is. So it's compl- it's it's a little bit of a complicated thing for the person who is going to leave the job that he has to come to Alabama because if he doesn't and the and the guy that the, the guy that he interviews he is also calling people. How was that? How how, how difficult is that? job you know that kind of thing but uh there are some young guys who are you know not some but a few i guess fired up would be fired up and ready to do it um there'd be some that are older who say nope i don't want any part of that um name wise 
you know, name wise when when Clemson got the kid from got the kid from uh um TCU, that was the name everybody was talking about throughout the country. And then secondary when the Arkansas coach went to TCU, that was another name that people liked. They were they were weren't old, they weren't young, they were just experienced little guy that went to TCU to Clemson was pretty young. So it's a, it's you know it's a guy that's it's a guy that that really wants the job. If he wants if if coach wants them, this guy has really got to want the job. In my opinion, I don't know what his relationship is um, with Lane Kiffin after leaving Ole Miss. I would think it's probably fine. I would think Lane understands. I mean, Lane left for. More money, I think you got more money, more uh, probably a better. Lane ain't trying to help him, best for sure. So, do you don't think that he's going to call Lane and say, no. t- "Tell me about what it is like to work with Coach Saban"? I don't. If I, he's if he's even a candidate, I don't even know I if the guy's a candidate. Other, other stations say he's not because he did play so different than Coach wants to play. Right. Uh, I don't know if that's right or wrong. As I said, I'm just I have no idea, but uh, it's a, it's going to be a slow process. I think the process on on the defensive coordinator is way to see what happens with Jeremy. I think that's who they're going to hire, probably. If they can, or the other guy that's there, there that coached Georgia and Florida. Um, Grantham. Yeah, Grantham and, you know, Grantham disliked it. I would imagine that he talked, when he, when he talked to the Florida coach, it's going to go to TV and not, you know, not try to do anything in coaching anymore. He may have asked him about Grantham, what he thought. And of course, he gets a feel for Grantham's up there. He's been know. here all year. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, his son I, plays baseball out at Shelton. Yeah, uh, was at Mississippi State. So, um, you know, there's, there's just so many coaches up there you don't hear about. Uh, you, did, you know, they're there, and you you forget that. You know, the, the guy at Arkansas State was crap. He was at Alabama for. You know, you need to get years. on. You know, you need to get on for us. Who? Joe Pendry, he'll tell us what coach is thinking. He'll he'll tell us how coach comes to these decisions. And I think a lot of people probably call Joe Pendry and say, "Hey, do you mind if Joe Pendry calls?" Remember to call Joe. If Joe Pendry, Joe calls Nick Saban, he's he's answering. He's answering the phone. So if you can get to him, then he. And if you could get to Sexton or to Pendry, then they. Coach is going. There ain't many people. Coach is going to answer their yeah, call. Sexton won't, won't talk to the media. Um, I wouldn't talk about my own thing, but uh, Pendry might. How about Cedric? Talking. Can you get to Cedric? Can you get to Cedric? Cedric ain't, Cedric's going to talk in circles. <laughs> Cedric going to tell you nothing. He's going to talk a lot and say nothing. Cedric yeah. no, going to give you some coach speak. Yeah, he's going to give you a pile of coach speak. You won't be able. to. Let's get old Cedric back on the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. We can get him on. But we had him on, Joe. You, were you with us when we had Cedric on? I was not. I would remember that. Yeah, we had Cedric yeah, on. We had Cedric on. Oh, yeah. Sure did. How'd, how'd, that, how, back how'd that go for you? Good. It's okay. I'm sure if you'll talk to you, you get a hell of, you get a bunch of stories. Yeah, he was well, he, he's going to talk, talk, but you're not going to figure out what he said when he gets through. Yeah. Cedric's seen them all now. He, he's been here. He could write a book, like a bunch. After of he could write three books. Yeah, yeah. and you'd buy it. Yeah. So, and he said he would autograph it for you. So, um, 
Maybe we need to get Cedric and Joe Pendry. Or anybody email me <laughs> who else you want on. Uh, I think we can get that. Well, we could probably get those guys. Um, I think Pendry would be a good. Would be good. Yeah, I don't think Pendry will tell us. Pendry will tell us because he has been been quite. Well, I mean, he coach. just knows he how coach say, goes yeah. to, goes yeah. to the process. That's yeah, what I want to know. I want to know his process yeah. of hiring coaches, Joe. All right, first in main condos, I know their process. Uh, they've got three bedroom, three and a half bath, beautiful condominiums in the historic district of down. Town Norport, everything's included: washer and dryer, internet and direct TV, security camera, gate. Uh, so you feel safe. You can get in the car, go right across the bridge, and in two minutes you're in downtown Norport. Give them a call today. Get one month free rent if you tell them you heard it on Inside the Locker Room or the Gary Harris Show. Two zero five six five seven seven four six five, or go to the website. First in Main Condos.com. Phone lines will be open. We've got about seven or eight minutes left in the show. You listen to Tide 100.9 SE Home of Alabama Sports. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Tuscaloosa Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram, and Pearl River Resort. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's daily update on Bama Sports, and it's brought to you by CBNS Bank. Bank anywhere, at any time, with CBNS Bank's digital solutions. Managing your finances has never been so easy. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. Alabama women's basketball head coach Christy Curry previews tonight's matchup with the Arkansas Razorbacks in Fayetteville. You know, an opportunity again to uh, just relish and, and take in the great opportunity we have in front of us. Like, it's not what's behind us that we're looking at. It's what is in front of us. And every opportunity um, for us to continue to just move forward and grow and learn. Um, so uh, excited about today to get better. Again, it's just nothing but positive and we're not going to focus on the negative. Um, I think we just have to <laughs> just be so thankful for what we do have and what we don't have, we have no control over, but what we can have is in front of us and just going to focus on that. I'll have more in a moment. At CBNS Bank, we've been into meeting the needs of our customers since 1906. Whether you're buying a home or auto or consolidating debt, CBNS Bank's personal loans are on point or setting new business goals. Our lineup of commercial loans can help you achieve them. At CBNS Bank, we're proud to sponsor the University of Alabama Athletics and even prouder to take the field or court with you. Visit cbsbank.com today. All loans subject to credit approval, member FDIC and equal housing lender. Join us this afternoon at 2 p.m. Central for Crimson Drive, driven by NASCAR. We'll cover the latest on Alabama athletics, including a conversation with Alabama Director of Athletics, Greg Byrne. Crimson Drive is streaming live to all CTSN social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by CBNS Bank. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm... 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Right, I've gotten several texts on this earlier in the show. So today marks the 40th 
year anniversary of Coach Bryant's death. Um, somebody wanted to know where you were when you first heard that Coach had passed away. Let me finish. Where you were when Coach passed away. And then obviously you guys had a big game with UCLA a day or two later uh, that they were ranked number one. What went into that decision to play that game? Uh, Coach Bryant walked through the double doors and came to my came to my office on that Sunday afternoon before he passed away on Tuesday or Wednesday, and we had a good visit personally. And and the uh, first time he'd ever been in my office, I had uh, uh, I needed anything with Coach Bryant, I went in his, uh, and um, got on the elevators and went on down. Uh, found out he got sick over at. Uh, one of his friend's house on Monday night, put him in the hospital Monday night, Tuesday. Probably died Wednesday morning. Um, they came down to the floor and uh, asked me, told me that Co- they were fixing to announce that Coach Bryan had passed away. Mm. And um, and so I called our squad in. We stopped practice and went in. Um, uh, I went to the telephone and called Paul Jr. And um, uh, I asked Paul Jr. what he thought about me going to have, having to leave the next day to go to play UCLA, who was number one in the country. And he said, I, and the answer was, Papa would have wanted you to play. And uh, I told this story when I introduced one of our teams. And we went out and and the game was on television. Excuse me. The game, the game, of course, the game was on television. But the game was a big game uh, because we were pretty good. And the, the funeral was on television. And they they, they took the body uh, through Centerville. They didn't come. They went to Birmingham. They didn't come straight from Tuscaloosa to Birmingham. They went down the side roads and through the little towns. And people held up American flags and different Alabama stuff. A uh, very touching, touching scene that. Uh, uh, that uh, I'm glad that you mentioned it because I've said this before on radio before, but uh, I think it's, uh, it's good to, good to mention that because I think he he passed away unexpectedly. I think he was a little bit I think he was a little bit lost as to what he wanted to do with himself to start with. Teams had not been good, and um, when he walked through those doors on Sunday afternoon and kept coming, I was at the water fountain. And uh, getting a drink, and I didn't even know he was up there. And kept coming was a, and he sat down with me and started talking about how he mishandled Snake Stabler. Wish I'd record. I got a chair and pulled up in front of him, and uh, I, he told me something about something about the flea flicker play. You don't even remember this? That Georgia did something on a lateral that beat that beat him in, in Athens one time, and. Uh, very very interesting interesting few minutes in there because he you know if I needed to talk to Coach Bryant I, I went to Coach Bryant's office and knocked on the door <laughs> uh, he always came with those glasses down on his nose and very he's always good to me and asked him if I asked him to call a kid for me he would always always do that when I would go down on Monday and ask him what the kid said and he would tell me. I didn't ask him to call many, but I asked him to call two or three. And, hey, um, can you imagine um, the way it is now if that happened, how the story would – oh, my gosh. I, mean, I can't imagine 
of course, for you being down there and somebody coming down there and telling you he passed away. And, of course, it was a sudden tragic thing when Kobe Bryant. But, like, it seems like when people like that pass away, time just stops. It just stops. And then your mind just starts to think about all the different things. We'll get out of here with that great story there. Uh, all right. Talk to you later. 40th year. Wow. 40 years. That seems – I remember – Watching that funeral, uh, watching the TV, the cars going uh, to Birmingham. Alabama One, www.alabama1.org for all their different products and services. Go get that car loan at Alabama One. I've got my car loan there, and it's really easy. They take great care of me. Rates as low as 2.99%. Terms available to 84 months. Get pre-approved before you shop or go to the Alabama One Auto Mall. It's the Tide 100.9. It's your home. Of Alabama Sports, the Gary Harris Show is next. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.